strong and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It looked like he was showing that usher his ticket. You think so? I can't believe he has a ticket. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C, senor. Deep within the dirty, stinky bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this Wednesday, the 14th of March, the year of our Lord, 2018. This morning, under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager, Co-General Managers, Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer will be joining us later. And Teresa May, or do you say Teresa May, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, who's just come down heavy on the pooter, sent a message. That's right, Sean. That's what I said. Uh, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, Britain and the U.S., Russia now at uh, serious, serious loggerheads. The claws are out, etc., etc. Let's begin the show by introducing everyone on the. Is that what usually what we do? Yeah, I did the general manager. Eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jack went to a basketball game, went to see LeBron James with his dad for his dad's birthday yesterday, and he's flying back this morning, so we'll talk to him in a couple of minutes, but let's introduce everybody on the squad. There he is, uh, pushing the buttons, pulling the toggles, the levers, etc. It's Michelangelo, the board operator. Hello, Michael. Hey, good morning. I saw uh, Jack's where his seats were, and he was right up front. I was really impressed. Oh, I, yeah. I told him that he should just diagram a play. It was a blowout. <laughs> and so in the fourth quarter, just walk down there and, you know, tell the guys, you know, here's what you need to do. Yeah, LeBron, I want you to go right. All right? Go right and just keep going right till there's no more right. Then wait. Just wait. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he sent us uh, some pictures. He, he texted us, and, and you could. LeBron was right in front of him. Yeah. Great view of his bald spot as well. <laughs> yeah. Why would you make fun of somebody for something he can't yeah. uh, help? I don't know. Do you paint your bald spot? Oh, boy. I suggested he yell, hey, LeBron! Do you work out? You look like you work out. <laughs> Positive Sean is our uh, producer over there. What are you doing, Sean? What's up? Well, I am uh, thrilled to announce that it is a it is a a day that is very important on the calendar to a certain type of person. And this day, March the fourteenth, three one four, or Pi Day. Ah, uh, yes, three point one four one five nine two six, etc., etc. But I'm here with this important Pi update. 
that even after 22 trillion digits, we are still no closer to the end of pi. Wow. Makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Appropriate as we uh, celebrate the life of Stephen Hawking. If you want to know the area of a circle, including a pie, you need pie. Think about it, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Hello, how are you? Well, on the shoulders of all that, I do want to point out you could probably get a good deal on pizza today because it is pie day. A lot of uh, pizza parlors are having deals in their pie pizzas for $3.14. So go out go out to your local pizza place wow. and say, I want a $3.14 pizza. Three dollar pizza. Yeah, great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I got you some got grocery any shopping to do. Hamburgers for me or anything? <laughs> Good lord! <clears throat> Cat sausage on that pizza. Oh, Terrible. and I do have an important sports update. This just came in. Do tell. Norwegian musher Jor Olsum has won the Iditarod Trail Sled Dog Race in Alaska. Wait a second. Say the guy's name again. Your Olsum. Was that the same Your Olsum who was uh, the rookie in the year, rookie of the year in 2014 at the I did around? Boy, I'm I a big know. fan I'd of mushing. To, I'd have to go back. I'd no, have to I go just back heard that on the way in. Oh, this okay. morning, All right. <laughs> I don't He's have like, that fact. Flexing his, I did a rod fun facts on you, Marsh. <laughs> exactly. You should have seen his face. I don't know. I, I got to check. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for any pushback on this. It's over a thousand miles they, they yes. make those poor dogs run. You know, uh, that's uh, the Iditarod is in decline. They're struggling because animal rights activists are... Uh, sponsors pulling out? Yeah. they're yep. Well, the, the activists are putting pressure on the yep. sponsors. I, you know, I, dogs like to run. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I see no need to, to mush over a thousand miles when it's no longer necessary, I guess. But right. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, speaking of dogs, uh, we got to get to the story. Uh, United Airlines has killed a dog. Uh, nice job, United. Yep. Uh, the hits just keep a coming. All right, there's so much to get to, including an extended visit with Tim Lawyer uh, to talk about his book, Frederick Douglass, Self Made Man, and, uh, and many other uh, topics of interest. So let's begin the show now officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. In 2007, I was lucky enough to experience microgravity on a zero-G flight. For me, this was true freedom. People who know me well say that my smile was the biggest they'd ever seen. I was Superman for those few minutes. Stephen Hawking. Author of one of the best-selling books ever written that nobody read the whole thing. Right. A brief history of time. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite description of the book was, if you read that book, you simultaneously feel smarter and stupider all at once. Right. Yeah, you know, I- I've been tempted to read it just because I like a challenge, and I like t- I-, I fancy myself a rational man, and I like to understand science to whatever extent is possible. But I've delved into that sort of thing before, and I've, uh, it's just, it's like some people have a complete lack of musical talent. Theoretical physics and string theory and all that really advanced stuff. Right. I just, I can't really grasp. And I used to feel bad about that. Then I thought, you know, this, uh, maybe Stephen Hawking was good at everything. Um, but, you know, putting aside the physical. Um, but I'm not. It's fine. Some people can listen to music. And they hear a hit song, and they have no idea why the harmonies work, right? That's me. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or why the, the bass player's playing this instead of that. They have no concept of it. 
I'm that way with the physics. I'm really enjoying being alive in the universe. I'm a huge fan of it. The stars in the sky, they twinkle, they're right. beautiful. The, the earth appears to be turning, they say, and the sun comes up in the east. Super moons that appear. This is great. Yes. <laughs> but, but, I got no idea how any of it right. works. So, Gravity. Gravity. The theory of gravity. They still haven't proved it yet, to my <laughs> mind. Not to my satisfaction, they haven't. All right. Uh, what happens? Oh, Michael. I'm sorry. Marshall, what are our headlines this morning? Well, we do uh, mention Stephen Hawking. You know, he died on Albert Einstein's birthday. What a coinkadink, huh? Hmm. We got Trump in SoCal talking border walls and ramping up a military space force. And what you buy online could affect what you're paying to fly. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. All right, excellent. So uh, that, mailbag, and much more to come. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Living on a lighted stage approaches the unreal. Yes, it does, Getty. Yes, it does. Hey, it's the Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? Tim Lawyer is going to join us for, uh, well, he's going to guest host, essentially, the, the second half of the show. Looking forward to that very much. Tim is, uh, if you don't know his act, he's an eminent constitutional scholar. He's a uh, terrific author, a brave fighter for individual liberty, property rights, the rest of it, a Star Trek expert, and uh, very, very funny. Uh, I so, want to be Tim when I grow up. Oh, yeah. No kidding. My daughter actually uh, kind of wants to be Tim's wife. Not like that. but oh, uh, yeah. as in Christina. Yes. She's a fan of Christina. Yes, it, yeah, yeah, that would probably be a better way to put it. Yes. No, my 18-year-old does not aspire to couple with uh, Tim Sandifer. Oh, which reminds me. It's probably not for the kids. It, it was entirely innocent. Entirely innocent. So I'm talking to Brian the umpire last night, my buddy, who's uh, at spring training. And um, I'm actually going to see him. I'm, I'm uh, heading to to uh, Phoenix this weekend. See my folks. Um, but so I was telling him how excited I was because for the walled compound out in the woods, it, it's it's at elevation. It snows up there, and I, I've been putting it off for a couple of years now. I finally bought a snowblower. Yes, and I was telling him. Um, <laughs> I was telling him how happy I was. It was big and orange and loud and through the snow real far, and he said. He said, man, you ought to go door to door and blow the whole neighborhood. <laughs> and then he said, wait a minute. I, uh, <laughs> Phrasing. And I said, again. <laughs> Funny. It's, it's just, it's, it's ribald humor. I'm sorry about that. Mailbag. So, listen. When Jack's not here, or when I'm not here, frankly, it's, uh, it's a little more of a hustle. Just because we each come with a bunch of ideas and we're ready to go on them, and one guy plays a point guard, the other guy asks questions, makes jokes, whatever. And it's great. It's, you know, half the work. And so, you know, on solo days, it's it's a bit more of a hustle. And uh, I got in extra early today and printed out everything that I got ready last night and earlier this morning to do for the show. 
and was feeling really super great about it. And then I went to the printer and absolutely nothing printed out. Not a single sheet of paper. Do we suspect a usurper in our midst? No, you know what it was, Sean? While I would like, uh, I would enjoy a paranoid theory and or someone to blame. It was one of those things where, did it actually work? How'd you make that work? Magic. Magic. Hanson, you're a god. That explains the top hat. Yeah, yeah. It's, hang on a second. But, uh, hey, Mike, I'm in the middle of mailbag, so how does that do me any good now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm kidding. So anyway, uh, it's one of those corporate things where your email, uh, or not your email, your password, your sign-on password has to reset every 30 days or whatever because the Russians are so interested in how I put together mailbag and what salesperson is annoyed because they thought we'd cut commercials yesterday when we're going to cut them today. I mean, they're, they can't wait to hack into that S. They cannot get enough of dietary book offer pitches to do interviews on morning radio shows. Right, exactly. Eat as much as you want and lose weight. Armstrong and Getty, would you like to talk to the author yeah putin is just he's slobbering he can't wait to read that stuff so anyway we got to reset it every 30 days whatever it is and uh, well and apparently uh, what you have to do is sign off and sign on again or you can't use any of the printers because there are roving bands of gypsies homosexuals you know, uh, usurpers, Sean, all sorts of uh, fringe groups who are, you know, coming into the office to print stuff all the time. So that's got to be protected. Except when you go to print, it says, okie dokie, printed on printer number four. Uh, evidently, as a ploy to, uh, you know, to, to, to dupe the homosexuals, the roving bands of homosexuals into thinking that they did print when they haven't. So you got to sign off and sign on again for some reason, but it doesn't tell you that. Hey, 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 hey. And, you know, I used to get all angry and stressed about this sort of stuff, but I don't anymore. It's very zen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just maturity. It's just declining testosterone. Honestly, it's, it, you know, I couldn't. It's, it's a, not personal growth. It's purely chemical. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> absolutely no chance. Uh, well, I'd like to think it's a little personal growth. <laughs> I mean, you know, back in my young studly days, uh, there was as much loving as... We'll just say my wife, since we've been together forever. There was as much love and available as any woman needed. You might need to give me a few minutes, but you just let me know. I'm going to answer the bell. Those days are gone, frankly. You know what? What's what's the country <laughs> song? Um, not as good as I once was, but I'm good as good once as I ever was. Uh, that's that's the long and short of the situation. On the other hand. Not being completely horny all the time and and being much less quick to anger is really nice. I like it. Seems like it frees up a lot of brain power. Yeah, and it's it's better for your telomeres, too. You know, stress and anger and stuff tears up the telomeres. Stephen Hawking would tell you that. So anyway, eh, so mailbag didn't print out. But I, I'll just click around here because it's, it's still in front of me. Joe, I finally read Tribe by Sebastian Younger after your many references. What an insightful and thought-provoking read. This is uh, from Nearly Faggoty Jake from Rough and Ready, California. Best town name in the state. Uh, However, I couldn't feel... That's a real town name? Yeah. However, I couldn't help but feel what... Wait a minute. Is it it California or is it... There are too many many towns in California. They need to eliminate several of them. 
Uh, I couldn't help but feel what little faith I have in modern society diminish with every turn of the page. It gave me an urge to devote immense time and energy into my local community, but the cynic in me could only see what a waste of time that would be. Old and bitter at the tender age of 27, K-G-U-B-Y-T, keep giving up before you try. That's uh, nearly faggoty, Jake. Sean, rough and ready? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a Californian town located approximately 62 miles outside of Sacramento. Right. Okay. All right. Up in the hills, probably. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? What a great name. I want a shirt. It is a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Weed, California. Half of their their damn sales tax revenue, which runs the town, is from people buying T-shirts that say "I love weed." <laughs> Get it? <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving along. Uh, let's see. Vicky has written on a couple of different topics. A, a lovely note. But her final uh, you know, thought was um, Jack was talking about how unhappy he was when he finally had it all, all the time he wanted and, and some decent money after his divorce. And, uh, and she points out the case of one uh, Craig Mack, the uh, great rapper of the 90s. He, uh, he once lived large, but almost a decade ago, he denounced all of his worldly belongings and moved to South Carolina to be part of the Overcomer Ministry Church, devoted his life to the Lord, and he's just died at age 46. Yeah, my favorite tweet kind of connecting his passing, Craig Mack, rapper of the, uh, the, the 80s, yes. and Stephen Hawking was there's one crazy party going on right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> and an odd conversation. <laughs> yes. Uh, but just do the math, because I know everybody's in a hurry these days. When he was a crazy rapper with the jugs, the drugs and the biatches, he was alive. Now that he's living the good life, he's dead. So there you go. Lesson learned. Uh, here we go. All right. I remember this one being pretty good. Oh, that's actually a link to a video. We'll play you the audio later on. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam. Adam in Portland. Formerly Adam in San Diego. Uh, with a hot, hot tip. Stormy Daniels. Touring the nation. Showing her artificially enhanced bosoms, shaking her hiney. I don't know if she ever uh, strips all the way down. Who cares? If you want to see her, her, her hoochie, uh, it's certainly in plenty of movies, but she is doing a national tour, including, uh, let's see, she'll be at Stars Cabaret in Beaverton, Oregon. Appropriately named Beaverton. Uh, let's see, she's also doing, um, I thought she was doing several shows in Oregon. Maybe not. Maybe just Beaverton. Oh, I'm supposed to scroll down? I don't want to scroll down. I don't have the time. So anyway, uh, keep an eye out at the uh, Skankatorium of your choice. Uh, She's doing several shows at uh, Oregon Strip Clubs. If you have A, absolutely nothing better to do. B, no higher grade skanks to watch strutting about the stage. And, And C, no shame. Go see Stormy Daniels. Uh, boy, this is a great note, but we don't have time for that. That's a little long. Here's Josh says, anyone in the country illegally who participates in any protest against Trump should be charged with foreign interference in our American electoral process because they are not U.S. citizens. The Democrats are very worried about foreign influence. K-Y-S-T-L-C-A-C-A. Can you see the logic? Kenya, Kenya. <laughs> Sorry, Jack isn't here for that one because that's... Very funny. A lot of good stuff to talk about, especially because Hanson got the uh, the printer to work. 
Tim the Lawyer coming up. Marshall Phillips has our news in only moments. Glad you're here. Hang around. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? Getty Show, how you doing? Welcome, glad you're here. Jack will be back tomorrow. In fact, he's calling in a little bit, I think. He's uh, heading to the airport. He took his dad to a ball game last night, which is cool for his 80th birthday. Fabulous. Marsha Phillips has our news, Marsh. Stephen Hawking, the British uh, physicist whose book, A Brief History of Time About Space, Time, and Black Holes, became an international bestseller and made him a celebrity scientist, has died today at his home in Cambridge. He was 76 years old. After being diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease at age 21, Hawking was able to live what's normally uh, through what's normally a fatal illness for more than 50 years. Yeah, that's amazing. Carrying out brilliant scientific work, he was married twice, got three kids. He talked about how he dealt with his disease. I don't have much positive to say about motor neuron disease, but it taught me not to pity myself and to get on with what I still could do. I am happier now than before I developed the condition. Hawking, Interesting. Wow. Ha- yeah, Hawking also appeared on Star Trek The Next Generation. He voiced himself in The Big Bang Theory and The Simpsons on a number of occasions. My daughter, Lucy, knew one of the script writers for The Simpsons. She said he would like to write an episode involving me. I accepted immediately because it would be fun. And because The Simpsons is the best thing on American television. (laughs) Amen to that. You know, it's funny. Uh, Stephen Hawking, like our friend Tim the Lawyer, and, uh, you know, another uh, a few other people in in the public eye these days, remind you, you can be both serious and funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's, especially in politics, there's, uh, I remember I used to, well, I, I thought about politics for a while, but, um, I remember reading books in, I guess, the 80s or 90s that made it clear that having a sense of humor is just too dangerous. Don't do it. Don't make jokes. People don't want funny candidates. Right. You know, and I just, I like people who are both, honestly. So, Marshall, go on. Sorry. President Trump is uh, saying that a massive border wall will be the first line of defense for the U.S. He was checking out eight prototypes of his long-promised wall near the U.S.-Mexican border in San Diego yesterday saying the wall needs to be see-through and he prefers that it be concrete because that's the hardest kind of wall to climb. The round piece that you see up here or you see more clearly back there, the larger it is, the better it is because it's very hard to get over the top. Um, it's really deterrent from getting over the top. <laughs> these companies... But getting over the top... Yes, sir. Sorry, Mr. Easy. President. These are like professional mountain climbers. They're incredible climbers. They can't climb some of these walls. Some of them they can those are the walls we're not using. Everybody knows that in uh, first grade, in Mexican uh, first grade, they, they teach mountain climbing skills, uh, rappelling, the use of ropes, crampons, rock free climbing. Free climbing's in Mexican second grade. But uh, yeah, everybody knows that. So I'm thinking the companies that spent millions and millions of dollars on these prototypes right. hoping to get the gig are like, whoa, 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 why didn't you say you really wanted concrete? And see through. And see through. Well, well, you just. If, if somebody said you wanted see-through, we could have done see-through. Do you have any idea what this costs? <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you want before we build it? 
After seeing the prototypes, Trump went on to speak to the U.S. Marines at their airbase in Miramar, where he promised the biggest military buildup since Ronald Reagan and suggested there might be a U.S. military space force someday. We're doing a tremendous amount of work in space. I said, maybe we need a new force. We'll call it the Space Force. Yes. And I was not really serious. And then I said, what a great idea. Maybe we'll have to do that. That could happen. Space Force! That's that's great. You know, I, <laughs> you know like the Air Force, but for space. Well, right. I tell you what, you're laughing. Are you laughing over there, laughing no, boy? I, I, you I, want China to rule the skies? China. I certainly don't China. want that, actually. China, right. Or, or Vlad Putin circling overhead in his Putin 3 rocket. Looking down on us, saying, how do you like this, biatches? What are you going to do now, huh? No, we've got to have our space force, and we got to be first in the skies, and we got to be the toughest in the skies. Yeah, Trump, during that uh, part of the speech, declaring, My new national strategy for space recognizes that space is a war-fighting domain. A war-fighting domain. Right. Now, there have been international treaties heretofore. Yes. yes. Or were you about to make that clear, no, Marshall? Ahead, or just because we don't want to be shooting each other's satellites out of the sky. That would obviously end badly, and it would end in a treaty. And so why don't we just have the treaty to begin right. with? So something tells me the Space Force uh, thing may not get off the ground, no pun intended, anytime soon. I saw a tweet last night. I didn't, I didn't hear about the Space Force thing, but I saw a tweet last night from some liberal that said, I can't believe this. We have a president who wants a space force and has sex with porn stars, and I hate him. How can that be? (laughs) The national school walkout is set for today. Students at thousands of schools plan to walk out during class this morning protesting gun violence on the nation's campuses. It is going to start at 10 o'clock in every time zone and will last for 17 minutes in honor of the 17 people who were shot to death at that Florida high school last month. Yeah, I was reading in the Washington Post where uh, supporters say they represent a realization of power and influence by young people raised on social media, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I'm not sure how much power and influence they have. They have energy. They have youthful enthusiasm, and they don't want their friends to die. I'm not anti these kids. I get it. God bless them. They shouldn't have to be dealing with this. But the idea that it's going to change much, we're just going to have to wait and see. And and I tell you what, it's an unexcused absence. You could easily march out of school at 3 3 o'clock today. There could be a march at 3 o'clock today. But no, you're going to march out of school. Unexcused absence. You're going to participate in civil disobedience. There have to be repercussions. Otherwise, it's not civil disobedience. And I just, I'm annoyed by the, the Antifa crowd, the, uh, you know, the would-be anarchist crowd, these trustafarian morons who run around in bandanas because it's so dangerous what they're doing. We, we have the First Amendment. You can do whatever you want. Now, if you burn a Starbucks to the ground, yeah, you probably ought to have a bandana on. But this false courage. Look how brave I'm being. I'm, I'm just like uh, the anti-Vietnam movement. I'm just like Nelson Mandela over here with absolutely no risk. It's just ridiculous. On one final note, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is asking the feds to block airlines from using technology that bases passengers' ticket prices on their online shopping habits. Airlines Airlines are reportedly looking at using the preferential pricing, which could lead to people who spend more when they shop online, being charged 
higher prices for their airline tickets. You know what? I, from the point of view of cleverness, I like this. People who throw around money, see if they'll pay three twenty for a ticket instead of two seventy. <laughs> Just Shoot. see. <laughs> Schumer's contending under the proposed pricing, two passengers sitting right next to each other could be charged far different prices for their seats based on their internet browsing and buying histories. Yeah, wow. Wow, that is something. That is something. Uh, it's, it's it, You know, I don't have any problem with it. Um, discriminatory pricing. You know, as long as it's not race or blah, blah, blah. But. Right. Sean, you look like you want to say something. Well, it's I'm trying to. I I think I agree with you, Phyllis. Like just on a general thing, it's like okay, like I get it. You're <laughs> right, you're trying yeah. to get a little bit more juice from the crazy. rock, but it seems crazy, <laughs> right. scary, and ripe with potential for abuse. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I wonder if I, you know, uh, I happen to buy a Rolex online and uh, some champagne flutes. My wife wants blah blah blah. And then I go to the airline. I want to fly out to see Little right. D. I've done none of those things, by the way. But I want to go see her in D.C. And if 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 uh, I'm not going to fly United because they're dog killers, but if um, if I'm flying American, and they say, "Yeah, Joe, that'll be uh, yeah, yeah. How about uh, four hundred twenty-five bucks?" Is there any recourse? Can I click and say, "What the f? No, no, I'm not paying that. Give me a good fare." Is there anything available <laughs> like that? Or do I have to, like, run over and use Positive Sean's yes. computer? Yes. Where every other Google search right. is coupon code for whatever I'm buying right now. Right, and I know you right. just uh, right. bought some out-of-date ham. Yes. It's just a little green, but after you trim it, it's fine. Yeah, you can cut that part off just fine. And use shoelaces. And week old bread. <laughs> right, exactly. Do I go use your computer? That'd be weird, but then they've got my name, oh, yeah. probably, because yeah. Mark Zuckerberg gave it to them. Wow. Wow. I, th- I don't want a law to forbid it. I, th- I think word would get around. Yeah, I think this is okay, but it has to be transparent. And there has to, like you said, be some sort of workaround where, okay, wait, that's that's how much? Let me see what the real price is. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a uh, pro tip from your Uncle Joe. You done, Marshall? I am. Go ahead. Do your little I'm done thing. All right, I'm done. That's your news. I'm, Mar- <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's Marshall's trademark, that little I'm done thing. Here's here's a phrase to memorize, folks. Get comfortable with this. It took me a long time to get comfortable with this. Say, listen, I don't mind you asking, but that's way too high. Can we do something about that price? Get comfortable saying that. Because, listen, there's nothing wrong with them asking. They think you're a rich guy or gal and think you don't give a damn about the price. They might say, yeah, yeah, I'll paint your kitchen for uh, 50000 bucks <laughs> just to see what happens. Because one in ten go for it. But most of the time, if you say, well, I don't mind, say, I don't mind you asking. But that's way too high. That's oh, good stuff. I See, do that when I buy milk, but they just throw me out of the store. Because <laughs> you do it every time you come in. The cashier's not allowed to negotiate, Michael. All right, more to come. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. I was late to the Hating U2 uh, movement because I loved them so much when I was a kid. I used to cover their first album, some of the songs, and oh man, the Joshua Tree is one of my favorite albums of all time, and 
Bono's activism didn't bother me because he was trying to save dying people and the rest of it. But lately, God, it's just terrible. Sorry. Sorry. There's an edge, innovative guitar player. Oh, my God. Great rhythm section. Nice fellas, too. Christian boys. Never done any harm in their lives. Impossible band to hate, but I can't stand them anymore. Moving along. Uh, coming up, Tim Lawyer for a uh, guest hosting session starting at 8, eight o'clock. Plus, we're going to go back into his book, Frederick Douglass' Self-Made Man, which I read over the weekend and uh, found absolutely wonderful on a lot of different levels. So that's coming up a little later in the show. If you can hang out, great. If not, you know, grab the podcast at some point. Um, podcast got fixed yesterday, right? There's some giant software meltdown, so, and it just it's taken care of now. Uh, Rex Tillerson. Man with great gravitas, a man with great world experience, the Secretary of State until yesterday, roughly. Um, although he's hanging on, I guess, for a month just to ease the transition or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how that works. It'd be weird. Um, but uh, I can't believe he lasted as long as he had. The whole Trump humiliating him regularly thing, um, a man with his dignity, Tillerson's dignity and experience and world stature and the rest of it. You know, Rex, you're wasting your time negotiating with Little Rocket Man. And then, you know, he ended up firing him, and, and Tillerson had to beg, listen, can you wait till I'm back from Africa? And then he fired him with a tweet, which, you know, I heard somebody say, an anti-Trump type person, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm on a referee. I call him as I see him. He said, for a guy who likes to fashion himself or, or, or carry himself as a tough guy, Trump sure does like to fire people via Twitter. Anyway, but I'd forgotten about the salad incident. Do you, did you hear about the salad incident? They were in China. Trump and Tillerson. At some China. S- that's right, sir. You you remember it. Um, and they they were doing a, a Chinese state dinner. I assume they had sweet and sour pork for Jack and some nice Chinese food. I'm guessing Chinese food in China is unrecognizable as quote-unquote Chinese food. Just like you go to Mexico, you eat Mexican food. It's not a 15-pound burrito. <laughs> Nobody eats that in Mexico. Where are the French fries? Right, exactly. <laughs> I usually get French fries with my tacos. Okay. Anyway, um, so they're at this uh, state dinner. Uh, this is all alleged, but it's on pretty good authority. And Tillerson's not eating the salad. And the Chinese people are like, hey, you, you don't like the salad? He's like, I just don't want it. Because I guess the lettuce looked funky. It was like wilted, not very good lettuce. They got bad produce in China. Um. And Trump said, no, you should eat the salad. And he said, I don't really want it, sir. I don't, I'm not in the mood. No, you should eat the salad. Tillerson said, I, uh, I'd prefer not to. Trump said, Rex, eat the salad. I'm the boss. Eat your salad. And it was loud enough to be heard all around the table. And Trump made Rex Tillerson, the head of Exxon for decades, eat a salad just because he said so. Like a, like a little child. Now... You combine that with the whole he's an effing moron thing, um, and people leave out the effing, and I probably should. But you combine all that stuff, I can't believe it lasted as long as it did. But Tillerson sounded sad yesterday. He sounded like he wanted to hang on. Nobody's making me eat a damn salad. He seemed like a good dude. 
which is just shorthand oh, yeah. for like I believed him to be a man of solid intentions and yeah. yeah yeah I believe he was a moral character. Now, if you're a hardcore environmentalist like uh, <laughs> Arnold G. D. Schwarzenegger, <laughs> God, what a dope! What a hypocrite! What a liar! What a self-promoting phony with his I want to. Surya, the oil companies for first-degree murder. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that, huh? <laughs> no, no, Arnold, we don't. No, you don't understand mockery, Arnold. <laughs> we got a great email from a guy who said, where is it? What did I do with it? Who suggested we, we charge Arnold with first-degree murder for flying around in a private jet for the last 40 years. That's Stop a, whining. I, I will take that case. As a man who nearly attended law school, I will lead up the prosecution of Arnold G.D. Schwarzenegger Stop and it. his idiotic new I want to be globally famous as some environmental crusader idea. So you want to eliminate fossil fuels over the last 50 years? Yes. <laughs> well, it's not happening, you big, fat phony. The modern development of the world has run on fossil fuels. Lifting billions out of poverty. It's come from fossil fuels with with enormous costs. I get that. Take a look at Los Angeles, 1971. Los Angeles right now, there's been enormous progress. The emissions by cars, trucks, and other vehicles. It's way, way down. We're doing good. We're doing good. There's a little bit of global warming, maybe. I don't know. Arnold's just so full of crap. Oh, my God. Uh, we, do we have Jack next? Is that right? Uh, Jack to report on his close encounter with LeBron James, his dad's 80th birthday, and his travels. Uh, I had a really interesting uh, experience yesterday. It seemed very mundane, but but I think it may have changed my life. I want to tell you about that. And Tim Lawyer coming up as well. Stay with us if you can. It's news time. Armstrong and Getty.